92 live from Boston, Massachusetts, O'Malley versus Sterling. Not the best pay-per-view card, to be honest. It did lose a couple fights. Uh, we'll break down the main card like usual, though. Provide free picks, leans, price talk, and what to avoid. Systemsportscapping.com is the website. Click on the link me to receive my client card for this event. You can find my link me. Uh, in the bio here or all of my social media going for our fifth straight profitable event client card available after the weigh-ins on friday system capping on all social media guys give me a follow over there if you're not um i have free picks over there sports betting news sports news in general and everything system capping twitter tiktok instagram very active over there Let's do a UFC Vegas 78 recap here. Another profitable week uh, in the UFC. First card uh, I personally missed and did not watch all year. Uh, did have a little summer getaway. You have to do it sometimes. <laughs> you got to get away, especially before the NFL season, which is going to be very busy uh, for me. Uh, I was on the main event uh, to go over in rounds, over two and a half rounds. Uh, free play on Luke. Hopefully you guys did tail that. I also hit a two-fight parlay at plus money with Luciendo and Blackshear, uh, both winning fairly easy. Speaking of Blackshear, what a gangster. This guy's returning this week. Seven-day short notice, ties. I think one other guy did it. Uh, no, Nobody ever won, though. So let's see if he can break that streak. Uh, he'll be fighting Mario Batista, who is a killer. He's supposed to fight Garbrandt, but he did pull out let's do a ufc update here ufc update back to 67 percent on the year for client bets guys one of the highest in the market remember this isn't this is 67 percent my average line is around plus money um plus 110 plus 100 average line you know this isn't just picking minus 300 winners <laughs> if, if you ask me to you know just pick uh, on the card, it's going to be in the high 70s. This is client plays, uh, plus 67%. You know, the goal is always 70%. That's the highest goal, right? If you can do 70% for the full year at plus money, average line, you're doing very well. That's always the goal. I've done it before. I've had a full year, 70%. That's always the goal. If I'm above 60%, I'm happy. Uh, usually, I'm in, you know, 65 to 70% range. That's the goal. And that's why I'm able to do this for clients. A 70% two-fight parlays on the year. Uh, we were down 69%, but we won last week. 70% two-fight parlays. I'll explain the two-fight parlays. I usually do two of my favorites, right? They're usually minus, right? Minus 200, minus 300. You parlay it together, you're going to get even money plus money. Last week, we got plus 109 on Blackshear and Luciendo, right? You're going to like a lot of favorites in UFC. That's just how it's going to work out. Uh, so if you parlay them together, that's what I suggest. When you start getting into three, four, five par fight parlays, that's where you're going to get in trouble. So I always suggest to clients, 
and even to you guys that just watched the video, two fight parlays are the way to go, right? Find your two favorite play, uh, fighters to win and put them together. You're going to get a much better price uh, instead of you know trying to bet a minus 300 favorite. Over 66 units long-term in the prop market, guys. PGA, profitable start to the playoffs due to the prop market last week. Uh, we hit another free play winner, uh, which also was a full unit client play on Cam Davis plus 150. Top Aussie. Uh, Glover, right? Wow. Goes back-to-back. -back. Very impressive and rare. You don't see many guys win back-to-back -back tournaments. Usually, I never hand... Usually, I'll always stay off. Uh, the guy if he plays the next week just because it's such a rare commodity that you see a guy winning back-to-back -back week so uh, I stayed away from Glover wish I obviously attacked him here uh, you know doing that staying to that theory long term it's obviously going to pay off over 85 units now long term in the prop market guys 67% matchups on the year two big outrights uh, which you guys all know if you follow me Grillo plus 8,000 Harmon plus 11 thousand nfl is around the corner guys i'll be doing uh, an nfl preview in a few weeks here end of the month um so look out for that i also have an nfl package now available if you want to get on board now my full nfl package is available now at the website uh, you will receive all my future bets for the year a full regular season plus playoffs and super bowl package is available if you're just an nfl uh, handicapper i have that just for the nfl package if you want to just get all my bets for all sports just normal packages that you can purchase. Over 60 units of profit the last two years, guys. Back-to-back -back outright winners in the future market. Let's hear from my friend Kristen, ex-lingerie football player. Uh, now she's a race car driver model. You'll be probably seeing more of her throughout the year. System Capping is now available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts just in time for the upcoming NFL season. Check out Beat the Books podcast be sure to check them out weekly everywhere you can get podcasts and believe me i listen to them so you should listen yes to guys them too. on spotify everywhere you get podcasts apple podcasts now it's available now you might be listening if not you're watching on youtube i appreciate it if you're on youtube just give it a thumbs up quick thumbs up comment as well and on spotify there's no likes or anything right on uh, apple Podcasts. you can do a rate and review that'd be awesome uh, just give me a five star. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Let's shop around for best prices, guys. I can't stress this enough. Let's get into this card. Shop around for best prices. Have multiple books. Have access to multiple books and get the best prop or price out there. Having multiple books is the best way to handicap. Let's get right into a main event, guys. Sterling minus 260 versus O'Malley plus 220. You know, I I always do lines before I look at them, right? Early on Sunday or Monday, I'll do my own lines. You know, I had Sterling at minus 300, not far off here. So I do think there is some value here uh, with Sterling, believe it or not, at this price. You know, classic striker versus grappler matchup here. Uh, and I would say... Probably the worst matchup for O'Malley in this division. Nine straight wins for Sterling, wiping out the division. And he did it with mainly his grappling and wrestling, right? He's not the best striker, but very unorthodox. Very tough to fight because the way he strikes and uh, mixes up the grappling and wrestling. You know, I thought we would see, uh, like I mentioned, three to one pricing. I don't love the price on him. Like... <laughs> Uh, plus 220 on a I would need to be in the high 300s to even give it a thought of betting. 
right? Obviously, the line, I think, moved down because O'Malley's a popular guy, right? The fans love him. Sterling <laughs> just doesn't really have a fanboy base. Not a lot of guys like him. I guess mainly maybe due to his personality and maybe his fighting styles. The you know the <laughs> it's not super attractive. It's not very fun to watch, even though he does dominate uh, at times. You know O'Malley does have a have a shot uh, to win this fight. He can catch Sterling on the feet, in my opinion, um, like he did with Yon. Remember he dropped Yon in that fight. Very impressive. He had the bigger shots in that fight, and that's how I think O'Malley could win this fight. He catches Sterling on the feet and hurts him. It's possible, right? It is definitely possible. It is a fight at the end of the day. I think O'Malley's going to be the better striker. And I think he's going to be quicker on the feet with the better movement. Yeah, obviously, Sterling comes in with the awkward movement. Uh, very tough to fight, like I mentioned. Phone call. Sorry about that. Um, like I mentioned, Sterling, very awkward on the feet as well. But I think O'Malley will just be quicker in there. We're more of a gunslinger, right? Uh, so, obviously, O'Malley has a striking advantage here. I just think Sterling has a huge grappling and wrestling advantage. He usually does have that, right? We saw him take down Cejudo last time out, right? So, the way O'Malley wins this fight, in my eyes, again, not enough not enough juice there, plus 220 for me to uh, back, and not enough underdog value there, plus 220 um, for me to back. But he has to keep it in the middle of the of the octagon. He can't be against the cage. Sterling will just work him to the ground and look for submissions. Maybe keep him down there. Maybe try to get some TKO ground and pound finish there. Uh, O'Malley's going to have to keep it in if they move around and just piece him up. But I do think Sterling at some point is going to be able to get this fight down to the ground. There's no secret there. Right? You can look at it. You know, Sterling only has been finished once recently in 2017. I wouldn't say that's recently. And there was a wild flying knee. It would have to be something like that from the O'Malley side, in my opinion, to finish Sterling. I don't think he's going to knock him out on the feet with one shot. Uh, he could possibly hurt him and drop him, but I don't think he's going to clean knock him out. It's very low odds, right? You know, I have Sterling winning this fight about 80% of the time. Right, so I do think there is some value here at this price. You can find it in a two-fight parlay, uh, Sterling. Uh, he could also be, you know, you could take a buy a finish, a TKO or submission finish maybe later in this fight. Remember, we never saw O'Malley go five rounds. This is his first five-round fight. He's been stressing all the past few months. I watch his podcast. You know, I'm a fan of O'Malley. Um, I love to see him win. I just don't think the matchup is great for him. Um, he's been stressing time and time again. The five-round, training for a five-round is very tough. Sterling's been there, done that. What he has fought four or five, uh, five-round fights. He can go the distance if needed. I just don't think it will go all five rounds. I think Sterling would end up getting some sort of TKO finish or submission finish at some point. And if O'Malley wins, probably not going to be by decision. Let's be honest. Sterling's going to get the takedowns if it goes five rounds multiple times, right? Yawn, you saw him easily take down O'Malley. I'll give credit. O'Malley was able to get up and you know guard from uh, any submission attempts. Yawn's not really you know, known for any submission Sterling is. So it'll be interesting to see if Sterling does get the fight down to the ground, which I do expect him to, is he going to be able to get a submission, right? O'Malley does have some solid grappling. I think he's like about a brown belt, um, possibly may have just got his black belt. I thought I saw maybe a black belt on him at one point. Um, he does train with high level. Obviously, Tim Welsh is a good. Coutinho is, is a, a grappling coach. So he does work with very high level guys, he can grapple guys. It's just there's levels, right? I think Sterling is going to be the stronger guy. I think he's going to be able to take him down. O'Malley's not a wrestler, 
right? I'm sure he can grapple, hold his own, and maybe not get submitted throughout the fight, but I expect Sterling to get this fight down to the ground multiple times. And how is O'Malley going to react? How good is O'Malley on the ground? We don't really know. We saw a little bit in the Yawn fight, and we saw Yawn be able to get him down, and I'll give credit, O'Malley was able to get up. He's able to scramble around. He's long. He's lean, right? He's probably hard to keep down. So it'll be interesting to see if Sterling does get the fight to the ground. Can he keep him down there? So Sterling, multiple pass to win. If it goes decision, I expect him to win due to the multiple takedowns throughout the fight. If the fight ends, it's going to most likely be by a submission on Sterling or like a ground and pound finish like Cheeto did to O'Malley when he was hurt. And if O'Malley gets the, gets the win, it's probably by a finish. Uh, very hard to see him win in five rounds. That means he, uh, if, if O'Malley wins by decision, it means he picked him apart on the feet and avoided multiple takedowns. Right? I, that's that's tough to see uh, in my eyes. So unless O'Malley, you know, really got good at grappling and wrestling in the past year that we don't know about, um, I guess we would see it here. But yeah, Sterling is going to have to be the bet for me. I'm going to have to lean by finish as well at some point. Hard to guess if it's going to be a submission or TKO, right? Is it going to be a knockout on the feet? No, uh, but it definitely could be a TKO ground and pound style finish or a submission. So uh, Sterling will be the play for me. It's probably going to make my client card in some way uh, this weekend. But hey, I would love to see O'Malley win this fight. Uh, like I mentioned, I'm a fan of O'Malley. If O'Malley, very entertaining fighter, right? Great to watch. Uh, very fluid and quick on his feet. Great striking kickboxing. I love to watch him fight. It's just this matchup is not great. Sterling's in his prime right now. Hasn't lost a fight for nine fights in a row and he's been sweeping out this division. I have a hard time seeing him struggling to get O'Malley down and wrestle and grapple. O'Malley's path hurt him on the feet early, in my opinion. Zhang, minus 334 versus Lamos, plus 250. We have another title fight here. And again, I would have to look at the favorite here. Uh, just to say, just to give you a heads up, I do like a lot of favorites on the main card. I have found some prelim fights that I like uh, at plus money and underdogs. Uh, you'll have to sign up for the client card to get that. You know, Whaley continues to get better fight after fight. Uh, in all departments, very well-rounded, super disciplined, and just good everywhere. The only advantage I give Lamos in this fight is maybe power on the feet. But hey, Whaley has power as well. Now, I do have to tip my cap to Lamos after that loss to Andrade. Uh, she does have two nice back-to-back -back wins. Finishes as well. Uh, over who the submission went over Watterson. You know, Watterson, lower-level girl. Uh, at this point in her career, but does have the nice win over Marina Rodriguez, and it was a TKO finish, and Marina Rodriguez, very good striker uh, on the feet, so I have to tip my cap there for Lemos, uh, she has big back-to-back -back wins, and that's why she's getting this fight, so yes, a little value, plus 250, but she's gonna have to hurt Zhang on the feet, and I just think Zhang is too smart of a fighter, I think Zhang uh, wins this fight again around the 80% mark, uh, so I'm able to better at this price, but it would have to be in a two-fight parlay or a finish prop. Uh, we'd never seen Lamos go all five rounds, uh, so I won't be backing that uh, at the uh, decision uh, price on Zhang. But yeah, it could be a decision. You know, Lamos hard to submit, so I could see maybe Zhang uh, possibly uh, just getting maybe the fight down to the ground, mixing up her MMA skills uh, to win the fight, and it could possibly go five rounds. I wouldn't be shocked, but if I had to bet it, I would take Zhang to finish this fight at some point. She's just so, this is probably her prime. Even though she's like, I think, 34 now, 
35. Lamos is older, so keep that in mind. But I think Zhang's in her prime right now. I think this is the best she's looked in her career in the past few fights, right? The only person she's losing to in her career is, is Rose, right? Rose has her number. Everyone has their number. I think if they fought now, though, Zhang would win that fight. Uh, but Rose does have her number. Does have her number. So uh, besides Rose, she's uh, wiping out the division. I expect her to keep the belt here. I expect her to beat Lamos. Um, she's going to have to avoid that big power from Lamos. I think she does. I think she mixes up with the wrestling. I think she can take down Lamos. Lamos has some decent takedown defense. Has a deep, uh, submission game as well. Don't think she'll get caught there. Lamos win. The way Lamos wins this fight, in my opinion, is, you know, catching her. Crazy submission or a big shot on the feet. I think Zhang avoids that and wins this fight. Gary minus 500. Yes, Gary minus 500 versus Magni plus 380. Remember, this is supposed to be Jeff Neal. Magni's taking this fight on somewhat short notice. Different style fight, right? So Gary's kind of taking this on short notice too. Uh, what he was training for Neal is probably just a stand-up war. And Magni, you expect him to grapple here. You know, zero love for Magni as a veteran and almost... If you can start getting plus 400 out there, guys, I wouldn't call you crazy to take a small unit shot on it. Just too much value. This is Gary's best opponent. Magny's a veteran, right? Gatekeeper, if you want to call him. Beat guys in this type of scenario before. His only recent losses against some killers, right? Look at Magny's recent losses. Gilbert Burns and Rachmanov. Two of the top level guys in this division, right? Gary, a ton of hype around him. I get it. He did have a nice finish versus Rodriguez last time out, but Magny also beat Rodriguez. I'm not high on Rodriguez, uh, so uh, I don't think he's that great, to be honest. Gary, a very good striker, very high significant strikes landed per minute, just under seven compared to Magny's three and a half. This fight's three rounds on the feet, and Gary's able to avoid the takedowns and grappling. Gary wins this fight by decision very easily due to strikes landed, right? He could finish Magny on the feet later in the fight. You know, we don't see Magny gets, get knocked out on the feet, though. Anytime Magny loses uh, before the judges' scorecards, it's by submission. Always by submission. So, I could see Gary just piecing him up on the feet for three rounds winning by decision you're not going to want to pay this minus 500 price on gary there's no value at all uh, a young guy stepping up against a veteran guy uh, who has been in this situation before and ruined careers in this situation before and ruined you know guys that have been undefeated so there's no way i could bet this price on gary if you have to bet gary if you love gary you take him by decision yeah i don't see him submitting magni right and i wouldn't call you crazy due to the price a little sprinkle on Magni if you can get the plus 400 range there. Um, Magni could just grapple. He's going to have a grappling and wrestling advantage here. If he can just grapple against the cage, get this fight down to the ground and kind of hold him there, he could steal a win. We've seen Gary get taken down before against guys that less grappling and wrestling. So I wouldn't call you crazy if you back Magni here at the price for a smaller unit. It's just no way really to bet Gary. It's just very difficult right you can probably look at the fight to go the distance but it's probably juiced as well i haven't looked at it uh before uh this video but uh yeah my favorite plays in this fight uh would be fight to go the distance gary by decision you can't bet this gary at minus 500 it's tough and then hey wouldn't call you crazy to put a sprinkle on the plus 400 <laughs> if you can get magnia plus 400 because he has a path can he get the fight down to the ground? That will be the question. And can he hold them there? Maybe a little older now. Could gas later to the fight boot. Three rounds, he should be fine. Uh, he does come in good shape into fights. 
a little short notice. Keep that in mind. So, yeah, little, there are some things working against Magni here. And, you know, will I pull the trigger at plus 400 Magni? Probably not. But for you dog betters out there, uh, there is value here on Magni. Uh, Batista, minus 225 versus Blackshear, plus 187. Now, Blackshear just fought last week, guys. We were on Blackshear, had a twister finish. Outstanding. You don't see many twisters. I think they're about three or four uh, in the UFC. And Blackshear, very high-level black belt. But he's taking his fight on short notice on seven days, tying the record. No one has ever won in seven days short notice. Uh, and Batiste is a killer, guys. Batiste is very good. It's supposed to be Garbrandt. If he beat Garbrandt, which I probably would have been on Batista uh, to beat Garbrandt, we would see Batista start being talked about, you know, a very dangerous guy, start getting bigger fights. Blackshear, though, you know, Batista's going to have a big, big striking advantage, in my opinion, uh, on the feet. I think in the grappling department, fairly even, but, Black Shear, but Batista also is going to have a wrestling advantage, and I think he could lean to taking down Blackshear uh, if it's not, it should go okay on the feet, though. Uh, I don't see Blackshear getting this fight much down to the ground. I think his path is maybe to catch him, catch Batista in a submission if it gets down to the ground. Um, but seven-day notice, two back-to-back -back weight cuts, guys. This is not at a catch weight. This is not at a catch weight. Keep that in mind. It's at 135. So he has to cut weight within seven days twice. I do not like that. I expect him to maybe fade later in the fight due to that. You know, Batista's not the best cardio. He does fade later in fights. But uh, I expect him to be 100% ready for this fight from a cardio standpoint. Yes, the difference between Blackshear and Kobe Garbrandt is big. So he's also taking this on short notice. You guys got to understand that as well, right? Batista is taking this fight on short notice because the opponent's totally different. Keep that in mind. But from a cardio standpoint and being ready for the fight, you got to give it to Batista. Right, due to the black shear quick turnaround and weight cut. So, yeah, Batista is uh, who I'm going to have to back here. It's not enough plus money on black shear for me to be interested. You know, I would have to be high 200s, 300s for me to start looking at it a little closer. I have Batista better pretty much everywhere, maybe not in the jiu-jitsu game. Uh, but Batista has good jiu-jitsu. Batista's really well-rounded, guys. He has the power on the feet to hurt you. He has a good submission game. You've seen many submissions uh, from him as of late. And he has wrestling, right? So <laughs> I have to look at Batista here. The price isn't terrible. This could make my client card at some point, not in a straight bet, of course, but maybe sneak into a 2-5 parlay. Um, maybe take him in the outcome uh, market. I could see him hurting him and finishing him, but most likely by decision. Fun one to open up the main card, or we would think so. Vera minus 200 versus Munoz plus 170. Last time we saw Cheeto Vera, it was a dud from him, unfortunately. It was against Corey Sanhagen. You know, he said, he mentioned it was just an off night. He couldn't get going. I think it was more what Corey was doing. Corey's a very high IQ fighter, uh, very smart. And we know Vera, <laughs> Cheeto Vera starts slow. You can't start slow in a three-front-round fight, especially against Munoz. This fight, Cheeto Vera needs to wake up early. And that's why there's a little concern at minus 200, even though I slightly favor him to bounce back. You know, Pedro, we don't have to worry about uh, him coming out as a super high IQ style Corey Sanhagen. Let me wrestle early, hold Vera down. Munoz likes to fight on the feet, guys. Let's just no secret. Likes to do the heavy leg kicks. Likes to try to win on the judges' scorecards. Can take shots. Takes a little too many, right? He absorbs a, around six strikes landed per minute. That's high. Uh, that's very high, guys. Uh, so, you know, when Cheeto Vera has the bigger shots throughout the fight, I expect him to land a more 
flashy strikes to bigger shots. Munoz might just work the leg. How much are the judges going to look at that? I would have to lean Vera uh, by decision here, um, get the better price, get that a plus money around the market. And uh, my favorite bet, you know, would be fight to go the distance and the over two and a half rounds in this fight. You know, I think these guys are fairly even. Uh, Munoz obviously coming off a big win over Chris Gutierrez. I was leaning Chris Gutierrez in that fight. Um, that was a big win, right? Gutierrez was surging. He stepped up a little bit in a, in a veteran like Munoz, and he was able to uh, sneak out a decision win there. Um, and, you know, I can see, I, I agree there's a little value here on Munoz at plus 170. Um, it's going to be my favorite underdog on the main card, at least, uh, if I had to pick out an underdog uh, on this main card. But I do think Vera is just going to bounce back here, right? But just remember, before the Corey Sanhagen fight, he was beating some killers, right? Dominic Cruz finished him. You don't hear that much. Uh, Font, right? Big wins that he was getting. Obviously, Grant uh, as well to start that. So I'm going to have to say, you know, Cheeto gets back to that, that form. It's a very winnable fight versus Munoz, right? Um, I do think Vera just lands the bigger shots. I could almost be certain this goes to decision. Right, Munoz just doesn't get finished, guys. He doesn't really get finished. Uh, so I can see this going all three rounds um, over the two and a half and Verrera just sneaking out a decision. It could be a close decision call. That's why I don't love this fight. So I can see being very close fight uh, on the judges' scorecards and probably why it won't make my client card. If it does, I got to find some plus money somewhere or just bet the fight over in rounds and uh, maybe Parlea was something due to it being in the minus uh, category. But yeah, it's a good fight. It's an interesting fight to see if Munoz could go back on a run later in his career. That would be interesting, right? If you can go back-to-back wins there. He had some trouble in his previous fights. The O'Malley eye poke kind of looked like he just it didn't look that bad, guys. I, I thought he could have continued. But I thought O'Malley would win that fight. He started pouring it on later in the second round there. And he had the back-to-back losses over, over Cruz. Um, and Aldo, right? So, yeah, we're going to look at Vieira by decision over two and a half rounds. Um, but uh, I, I do think there is a little value on Munoz, and it's my favorite underdog play on the card. It won't make my client card, though. That will do it, guys. That will do it for UFC 292 from Boston. Yes, excited for this card, even though it's not the best card, but I'm excited for some matchups here. Definitely excited to see if O'Malley could hold his own in the grappling department in that main event. Look out for my card next week, guys, and NFL is around the corner. We'll be doing two videos a week and also now on audio and everywhere you get podcasts. Like I always say, guys, bet smart and know your limits.